On this week's episode of the podcast, we are going to dive into a mentorship program. We're going to talk about the On this week's episode of the podcast, we are going to dive into a mentorship program. We're going to talk about the pillars that are necessary in either building a mentorship program from scratch, if you're tweaking it, or if you're looking to join a a company that has a mentorship program. We talk about how to pair with mentors. We talk about the mentorship agreement, which Kyle, crazy as he is, offers to share it with you guys for free. We talk about how to do payment, uh, accountability, using it for a recruiting tool, and mistakes to avoid if you're building a mentorship program. If you are a new business in or new agent in this business, or if you are working with agents that are coming onto your team, you have to watch this episode of the Whistleway Podcast. Our team, and we have iterated over and over. Kyle, one of the things that we talk about and we have built on our team and we have iterated over and over and over and over again is our mentorship program. We understand the importance of not only a good onboarding system, but how do we get someone from our team into production quickly? That's gonna set their business up for success and make them want to stay with us so we're not training people up and then they're bouncing out. I want to talk about why the mentorship is so important, why we spent so much time on it, and what a mentorship program should look like, whether if you're looking to join a team that has some sort of mentorship program or if you are have a team and you need to update yours or build it from scratch, what does it look like? What are the, I'm big into the word pillars apparently today, what are the pillars that we need to look at that are important uh, with this mentorship agreement. Cool. Yeah, I think it's it's crucial, right? There's a reason that somewhere around 90% of real estate agents are out of the business um, within the first few years. And it, it's because they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. They, they are just kind of lost and they're flailing and have no direction and, and have nobody holding their hand and telling them where to go. And I think that having that is crucial to an agent's success, at least in the beginning. Um, just like when we all rode a bike the first time, like the majority of us started out with some training wheels on that bike. And I think having a mentorship program is kind of the training wheels in the real estate industry. Either training wheels or a lot of bumps and bruises. And the same thing happens. Either you get training wheels with a mentorship program or you stumble your way through it. hundred percent. So welcome to the whistle way podcast. My name is Kyle whistle with exp realty in San Diego. My name is Brian Kochi, director of marketing. The goal of the show is give you the tools, techniques, and tactics. Go out and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So if you ever have a question you want to have us answer on the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. Ask us questions, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join our private Facebook group and email newsletter to get some tips and tricks, uh, get on our referral list for all the outbound referrals leaving California. And if you really want to level up your media, uh, audio, video, content creation, we have a course called the Media Mayor Mastermind on there as well, all available at thewhistleway.com. Let's get into it. So what does a, so a bad mentorship program is one that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, what does, what does one look like? If you don't have one now, what's the first thing you do? Well, I think you, you have to understand you need one and not just for new agents. I think some people make a mistake. Like if you're running a team, yes, obviously a new agent needs one. But an experienced agent needs one as well because while they likely understand the business, right? They they understand how to work with a buyer with a seller. They don't know your way, right? We call it the whistle way, obviously. Here, they don't know the whistle way of doing things. So they really need to understand how we do it. Like, what are the systems that we use? Uh, what are the processes that we use? Um, all of the like, who who are the people that we have? Right? People, process, product, like. 
they need to understand all of those things that make whistle what it is. So our goal, right? If you guys are um, Marcus Lamona's fans, the goal is to help them really with the people, the process and the product of being a part of our team. So even an experienced agent still needs to have somebody there to hold their hand to walk them through all these things for the you know first few transactions with the training wheels. And then we could take the training wheels off and let them go. And, and a more experienced agent, we're taking the training wheels off and starting them on a downhill um, where they can pick up speed really quickly. Where a newer agent, we still got to keep them on flat ground a little bit longer. So our mentorship program is shorter for experienced agents and longer for new agents. And I've said, we've iterated this a ton over the years, but to get really tactical right now for our brand new agents, they go through our training, which isn't part of the mentorship program, but then they have a mentor for the first three deals where they hold their hand through it. Um, and an experienced agent has it for one, one deal. And there's qualifications on what it means to be experienced because everyone will tell you they're experienced because they got their license for, they've had their license for hundreds of hours. Um, wow, there's know. ones who've had their license for 20 years and they've only sold two homes. Like, yeah. yeah, so new and experienced cool. agents that we qualify those differently. Um, and so we have it that way. What does a mentor do? Men- mentor. Good, okay, next one, Mentor. Yeah. mentors. Okay, got it. You wanna dive in any more than that? Oh, no, you're just rapid firing. <laughs> nope, not, not on this one. Uh, <laughs> so what are the mentor's duties? <laughs> So for us, um, before an agent even gets turned over to a mentor, they go through basic training, similar to the military, um, which is going to teach them all of the basics of how we do things here. Um, Experienced agents, it's one week. Um, Veteran or new agents, it's two weeks. It might be like less than 10 days, but roughly. We'll just call it one week and two weeks. So they, they can get the basic training on how all these systems and stuff work because I'm not relying on my mentor to teach them those basics. Basic training is going to teach them the basics. Then from the training, then they get handed off to a mentor. We're assigning a mentor based on a variety of criteria, um, you know, personalities, who we think is going to fit better. I, I don't want to have a ultra high C mentored by an ultra high D. Like they just think differently. It's not going to work. So we find that people with similar disc profiles or whatever personality assessment you use, trying to keep people paired with, uh, similar people tends to yield more effective results. Also, geographically, um, we try to keep them together as well because part of our mentorship program is some shadowing opportunities. And being that we cover two different counties here in San Diego that are an hour and a half drive apart, it's not going to be effective if I have an agent in Riverside paired with an agent in you know Chula Vista because they're just never going to be able to meet up in person. They're never going to be able to have shadowing opportunities. So Um, When we choose a mentor, which is where this whole thing starts, is we're trying to choose based on personality profile and location in order to pick the mentor that's going to be best suited for that person. Because if you and I think the same, I'm going to be able to teach you a lot more effectively than me trying to teach you when you're complete opposite of me. We also want to look at how many mentors the current mentee has. We don't want to overload one person because they have a, a personality type and geographic a spot, and then we get them shoved with ninety mentees to where, with our what our duties are, it may not be possible to do that mentorship. Yeah. Um, what we found too, there's one of the biggest mistakes people make in a growing organization is they take their top agent and try to turn them into a sales manager. That doesn't work so well. But we've had much better luck taking our our top agents and turning them into mentors. 
um, to where it's not the only thing they do. It's just a piece of what they do. And so now that mentee is kind of riding alongside them as opposed to, but they're still producing. When you take your top producer out of production to be a sales manager, that's a huge mistake that a lot of people make. We've done it. Yeah. Uh, and then we reversed it and we, we were grateful and, for it. Everyone yeah, was. Yeah, now that, that agent is, you know, doing hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in GCI. Um, okay, so we've got that. We've got about pairing. Um, and also, well, let's talk about, I guess we're talking still about picking mentors. We also want to make sure that they're, um, they're doing enough deals to where they can, because some of the duties include pairing, we don't want to put someone who's uh, as a mentor, even if they're a phenomenal teacher, they're great at uh, communicating. If they do three deals a year, we don't want to shove them with a bunch of mentees, even though they're a phenomenal teacher, because when they say, okay, well, I want to shadow you on a, on a listing appointment, like, cool, I haven't had I one in six months. I already did my one for the year. Yeah, <laughs> so you got to make sure they're doing enough deals uh, to where it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the next part of it is I would make sure that it's it's a clear, that there's actually an agreement, uh, a bilateral agreement um, of how people are going to interact with each other and what's expected. So uh, that's what I'm pulling up on my phone is the actual agreement that we have them sign. If you want a copy of this, I'm happy to share this. DM me um, on Instagram at Kyle Whistle. I'll share the mentorship agreement with you um, so that you have something. And whether you copy ours exactly or, or take some you know variation of it, that's cool. So we have an agreement that's signed by both the mentor and the mentee of exactly what each person is going to do throughout the mentorship process. And that's super important. That's something that we've done in a more recent iteration because we had it where, hey, mentor, this is what you're expected to do. They sign it. And when the person needs help three months or two months when they get their first deal going, the mentor forgot what they signed. The mentee gets frustrated because like, my mentor's not doing anything. Now we found it's really important that mentor, this is what you're responsible for. And you're responsible for holding the mentee accountable. Mentee, this is what you're responsible for. And you're responsible for holding the mentor accountable. So if either of you guys want to get paid, make sure each other do, each other does this. So that way, after two or three deals, the mentee doesn't go, my mentor didn't do any work. Oh, kind yeah. of like a purchase agreement, huh? Where like a buyer and seller agree of like what each person's going to do. Like weird that that's what we do in our industry is like we put an agreement in place stating what both parties are going to do. Shouldn't we probably do that here too? What a interesting idea maybe not yeah so that's the <laughs> problem is if you don't have that's where a lot of people fail with their mentorship program is there's no clearly defined like roles and responsibilities of like what's going to happen so I'll, I'll just give you a couple snippets um we have you know what's going to happen within the first 60 days and they're going to have uh two shadowing opportunities so if i'm your mentor you're going to get uh you're going to shadow me twice in the first 60 days buyer appointment listing appointment ideally um, I'm also going to help you write up your RPAs. So we're going to sit down together and do RPAs together. I'm going to help you with at least two CMAs during that time period. Um, and then we have scheduled um, one-on-ones to sit down on a weekly basis. What a lot of our mentors do is do them. Um, they'll do a group thing where they'll kind of share a lesson and then have their one-on-one scheduled after that to sit down with each of their mentees to really help answer their, their personalized questions. Um, and then another big part of our mentorship program is that the uh, mentor is reviewing all of the uh, contracts, or the offers um, and listing agreements that the mentee is putting together. And what's important about this is not, and again, we, we mentioned it earlier, but I want to make sure I drive down this 
drive down this point, whatever. That's not right. Drive, whatever. You get it. Um, we're, the mentor is not teaching them how to write an RPA. They're not teaching them how to do these things. They're, they're, they're crafting it. They're tweaking it. They're perfecting it. They're putting the nuance to it that you all know that's so important is how do you write this so your offer gets accepted? Not, oh, what does this section mean? That, that's already covered in training. They already know that. If they don't know that, the mentor says, go back to, to your system. Make sure you've researched that again. You've been taught this. You need to know this. But it, it's, hey, let's talk about these credits or putting the offer price at this or having this communication and just tweaking it so that way they can, can be set up to succeed, not set up to do their basic job. Um, the other part of it is we have the mentor is paid based on a percentage of the closed GCI. So the beauty of that is that the mentor will help the mentee throughout their transaction process because that's how they're going to get paid in this program. Um, so that's really helpful too, where the mentor will help them out when it comes to, um, you know, negotiating repairs and counter offers and, and all the things throughout the process to make sure that that mentee has a successful closing because that's how the mentor is going to get paid. And you, you, there's a, there's a balance here between finding out how much can you pay the mentor to make sure they want to do all the things, but also you can't overcharge the mentee to where, okay, Hey, the first three transactions, you're going to pay a hundred percent to your mentor. They're, they're not going to survive. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a balance there and you got to figure out each team is going to be different. I think it's going to be different based on your splits and based on, your um, average commission yeah. and and how many deals are I mean we have on average agents doing 12 deals a year 10, 10 to 15 deals a year is our average agent that's why we put it at three now if you're in a in a situation in a market where your average agent is doing 30 transactions maybe three is not enough yeah. or, or maybe it needs to be three for this type of home because you do traditional and commercial. Maybe you do a mix of each. Um, but you've got this balance of how much can you afford to pay the mentor without crushing the mentee. Yep. Um, what else What else is, is important about a mentorship program? If uh, Oh, talk a little bit about accountability and, and how we track these things. Yeah, so in the agreement, it's um, overseen by our sales manager who helps hold both parties accountable to their portion of the agreement. So on the actual agreement, every time one of these tasks that's agreed upon occurs, both parties are initialing, basically stating that, yeah, all right, we did the two shadows, we did the two offers, we did the two CMAs. Like Both parties are signing off on that so that we make sure that everybody's delivering on their expectations. And then if an agent and a mentor aren't working well together, is it fair to say, hey, let's switch you up? Or do we say, hey, nope, this is who you need to stay with. They're the best fit for you on the team. How does that look? We put them in a cage. Yep. Two go in, one comes out. Mike has won a lot of these mentor agreements. <laughs> if they come up, I'm not going against him. <laughs> um, yeah, typically if it's not working out, it's usually a mutual thing. I think we've rarely ever had a mentor or a mentee come to us and say like, hey, this is just not a good fit and the other person not agree. Like when it's not a fit, it's not a fit. Everybody knows this. Um, so we've, I don't know if we've ever had that really be a problem. Maybe one time where like the mentor didn't realize they were not Could be. holding up to their end of the bargain. Um, but then it actually, they 
they tend to become a better mentor after that when they realize like, oh, fuck, I didn't deliver. Um, but again, now that it's so clear with the agreement, it's hard to not deliver. And then the sales manager, again, oversees the, the whole program so they can um, take a look and make sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. And so obviously the mentorship program is phenomenal for getting agents um, up to speed, right? That's why we do it. We're not doing it because we're bored. But it's also a phenomenal recruiting tool, both for people that are looking to be mentored and people that are looking to be a mentor. Can you talk a little bit about that and how, how you can talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I think... Talk about that and tell about how you can talk about that. It's Monday. We need to do this on like a different day, maybe. Let's go. <laughs> go ahead and should, talk about should it. Should I Kyle. talk about that? Yeah, maybe talk about it. I don't even know what we're talking about while we talk about it. Uh, recruiting tool. Talk about it. Should I talk about it? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we find that to be helpful. You know, when we're talking to somebody who wants to join the team, the fact they know somebody's going to be there to hold their hand is helpful because a lot of people that end up on our team have been somewhere before. Um, which are my favorite agents, by the way, because they've tried it either on their own or they've tried it on another team where they didn't get the support that they needed and they're actually looking for that level of support. So when they realize there's going to be somebody there to kind of hold their hand through those first three transactions, that's very attractive. Um, it's also an attractive retention tool on the back end of it because there are opportunities for mentees to ultimately become mentors as they mature in the business. And that's really helpful too. And, and sometimes the people who started as a mentee be, make really good mentors because they've been through the program and they know like, hey, it was, my mentor was really good because they did this, this, and this, but I wish they would have done that. And now when they become the mentor, they do that and make sure to make it actually a better program all the way around. So we broke out ours pretty pretty extensively. And if they want the mentor agreement, you said just hit you up on just Instagram. DM me on Instagram at Kyle Whistle um, and just let me know you want the mentor agreement and I will send you a copy of it. Are there any other, and we talked about some of the mistakes we've made in the past. Are there any other kind of ones that pop out in your brain of love? We definitely avoid doing this. Don't do this. Yeah. I think like the big one is what Brian said is you got to make sure that it's, it's equitable for our, for all parties involved. You can't take too much, but you can't um, pay too little. Because if you pay too little, the mentor is not going to be into it. And if, if you take too much, the mentee isn't going to survive and they're going to be out of the business. So that's that's a balancing act. And again, there's not a right or wrong answer. Um, it's just what's right for your market, your price point. I think that, I just want to drive that home. Um, initially, we just had the, the share taken from the mentee and paid to the mentor. Now we split that 50-50. So the company covers half of the mentor cost and the mentee covers half of it. We found that that helped to get the mentor what they need to make it worth it, where they'll put the effort in. But also now we're taking half as much from the mentee, so they're still making enough to survive through those first three transactions. So I think that's an important point I want to put in there. And then I think the other thing is that we have that we have in place now that we didn't before we already touched on is having the oversight, having the both sides be accountable to it and having the oversight of uh, the sales manager. This isn't something you can just tell your top agent, Hey, teach them how to do this, teach them how to do the business and, and let them go. It has to be structured. Um, or you can try it and not structure it. And after several iterations come to us and say, can I get that agreement? Because <laughs> it's different now. Yep. So we've done it. We've messed up with it. Cool. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys got some value out of this. Before we wrap the show today, we're going to dive into something we refer to as the whistle widget of the week, something we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have a little bit more fun. 
Mine, I, I'm sure I've done this before, but every time I'm through TikTok, I see a new feature that this can do. I absolutely love Canva. Canva.com. I use it primarily to add text and make things look pretty to, to photos. But not only can you do a lot of stuff with photo editing, but you can do video editing. So if you're like, hey, I need to do, you know, put something over this or put some music or do some transitions, it can do some pretty basic video editing really well. Uh, you can build a website with it, which I just found out, and I know you can do it with AI as well, but you can build a website really easily. My favorite thing right now is we're building uh, flyers for our recruiting team to be able to give little pieces of our business. Um, you can do, uh, another thing we do is, stuff for our team for um, kind of stuff that they can give to their clients. So little one-page flyers. And why I love building it in Canva is I told my graphic designer, I said, look, I don't care where you design it, but it needs to end in Canva to where we can edit everything. So that way we can send it to our team. They can add their photo. They can add their text. They can tweak the language if they need to, but they don't have to start from scratch, which really helps protect our brand um, from the unintentional consequence of agents not being graphic designers. Agents are great at so many things. Graphic design is not one of them. And they will try their best to put something out. And I go, that's not what we want it to look like. And they go, why have nothing else? So using Canva and sharing those templates, um, you can hit uh, share and then go to template link. And that way they can edit it on their own and it doesn't adjust the main one. Uh, Canva's phenomenal. I use it for everything. Cool. The one I'm going to share, um, I'm just consistently geeking out on AI and what we can do with it. One of the things I've always found myself doing a lot of times is I, I have an idea of like an image that I want and then I type it in and I go into Google Images and I scroll for freaking days and days and try to find an image and then I find one but then it's like shit resolution and I gotta keep looking and then and you go into adjustment you can just decide on the image size. It's such a freaking headache. So this one is actually from OpenAI who is the people behind chat GPT. They have something called Dolly, D-A-L-L-E. Um, and Dolly is something where you can go in and just type in that you want an image of something in particular. So, for example, I want an armchair in the shape of an avocado. And it will literally make you an image of an armchair shaped like an avocado. So, like, whatever you want in your head, you literally just type in a description. Like, that's a very basic description. Um, here's a little more. Like, an oil painting by Matisse of a humanoid robot playing chess. Like, now you're getting to, like, high level. And it just nails this stuff. So... If you're looking to create images that are what you have in your head, you don't want to have to go look for it. You do have to pay for this one, but it's super cheap. Um, Dolly is amazing at creating images. And, uh, you know, in listing presentations or just presentations in general, it's really important that you use imagery in presentations. And so I'm really excited for this to enhance my presentations because now I don't have to go look for the images. It's just going to make all the images for me, exactly what's in my head that will provide the impact and elicit the emotion that I'm looking for. So I'm super pumped for it. And we're filming this late August. It's going to change, I'm sure, by the time it comes out. But from my experience, AI does great with a lot of things. Not so good with hands. So if you're if you're trying to do human hands, uh, they usually end up with claws or 13 fingers. or uh, They look pretty goofy. So try and avoid hands. But other than that, um, it's funny. I was looking at this today. I've been wanting to try mid-journey for a long time but it's kind of complicated to get started and I just haven't spent the half an hour to figure it out. And Dolly too, you can literally start. You Dolly just have to buy two seconds. Yeah. You have to buy some credits and then you can get going. So cool. Awesome. Cool guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. Again, if you want a copy of the mentor agreement, 
shoot me a DM at Kyle Whistle. I'll hook you up. I'm Kyle Whistle. <laughs> I'm Brian Kochi. We'll see you next week. See you guys. <laughs>